bless you for being an angel just when it seemed that heaven was not for me all right hello and welcome to drunk church today we have a special mini episode because of the horrors that are currently happening right now in the gaza strip and we're going to tie that into some of the issues in our show because there are many other sources that are covering that violence in ways that are more their lane. So in particular, we're going to be looking at recent controversy surrounding media personality, former pornographic actress Mia Khalifa. And we're going to be tying that into issues with questions of freedom of speech, hate speech, the problem of false news, and then also sexuality, queerness, and sex workers. Start us off, Aurora. Okay. I'm going to start with a little bit of a background on Mia Khalifa, because she's someone that I had never heard of until suddenly she was all over my timeline, and it happened super quickly. And now she's since sort of been very silent. She hasn't posted anything since she lost her contract with Playboy. She was someone that like became really vocal and was really in support of Palestine and then received a lot of backlash. Mm-hmm. She did leave it up, though. So. Mm-hmm. so she's a young media personality, former pornographic film actress. She was born and raised in Lebanon. And she relocated to the United States and went to college. She has a degree in history. She became famous and she became one of the most widely searched people in pornography, according to her Wikipedia page, due to a video that she made where she was engaged in a threesome while wearing a hijab. So that brought her to the spotlight. She gained a lot of backlash for that, and her parents disowned her, and she left the industry and has since built a career for herself doing sports stuff. Something that is important to note is that the platforms that still contain her pornographic content continue to make a lot of money from her. She apparently made about $12,000 for all the content. Like in 2023 or? For the scenes that she made. So in 2017. Oh, in 2017. When she was still in the porn industry, she made, again, according to her Wikipedia page, about $1,000 per scene, leading to a total of about $12,000. It looks like Bang Bros has made over $100,000 from her content content that she received death threats for. And it just adds some important texture to the story that she's always been a controversial figure and that she isn't the one that is first and foremost profiting from the controversies. For me, that's really important because with her outspokenness about the events in the Gaza Strip and then also in her support of Palestine, it seems to be like the most unambiguous assertion of her political ideals. So her speaking her own truth, if we're going to be a little bit sappy about it. And she immediately just received a ton of backlash from the same people that made money from her infamy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to give a little bit of context, like 
Her tweets are things like sharing a Happy Indigenous Peoples Day tweet that says, fuck Christopher Columbus, and then also shows a picture of Palestinian people. Another one that says Hamas does not equal Palestine. Jewish people do not equal the Israeli government. And another one showing this propaganda account showing like young children in a cage and saying, why is Hamas keeping children in cages? Why? What purpose does this serve? Are they Israeli hostages? And then the correction is that they are Palestinian children being held in cages by Israeli law enforcement. So fucking horrific. And right now her pinned tweet is responding to some of the people who are pissed off at her. So she said, can someone please tell the freedom fighters in Palestine to flip their phones and film horizontal? And this random dude said, this is such a horrendous tweet. Consider yourself fired, effective immediately, simply disgusting, beyond disgusting. Please evolve and become a better human being. The fact you're condoning death, rape, beatings, and hostage taking is truly gross. We need humans to come together, especially in the face of tragedy. I pray for you to become a better person. However, it clearly seems like it's too late for you. And so Mm -hmm. she responded... I just want to make sure there's 4K footage of my people breaking down the walls of the open-air prison they've been forced out of their homes and into, so we have good options for the history books that write about how they freed themselves from apartheid. Please worry about your sad little company lacking direction and purpose before you utter my name again. I stand with all people fighting oppression now and always. Do your research before begging for my investment in your little project. I'm from Lebanon. Are you insane for expecting me to be on the side of colonialism, you fucking weirdo? And then soon after Playboy released this letter, so dear creator community, we are writing today to let you know of our decision to terminate Playboy's relationship with Mia Khalifa including deleting Mia's Playboy channel on our creator platform. Over the past few days, Mia has made disgusting and reprehensible comments celebrating Hamas's attack on Israel and the murder of innocent men, women, and children. At Playboy, we encourage free expression and constructive political debate, but we have a zero-tolerance policy for hate speech. We expect Mia to understand that her words and actions have consequences. Thank you, the Playboy team. I thought a lot of things are really fascinating about this and horrifying and awful and incredibly hypocritical too for Playboy leveraging accusations of disgustingness <laughs> against one of their creators, given that that is the most common anti-porn argument that's made. It's that porn is reprehensible, it's disgusting, it's obscene. Mm-hmm. So to see Playboy and again, pornography like famously rests on the first amendment like that's so crucial to the history of the porn wars but it just goes to show that these things are political through and through it was never about free speech it was about capital (laughs) it was never about expression it was about like forms of domination and again yeah like compounded by capital And of course, you know, a company firing somebody because of something they say, like technically any company can do that. And it's like, you don't have the right to free speech within a company. They can choose who to, you know, have the, depending Mm -hmm. on if you're represented by a union, but at the same time, just the hypocrisy of Playboy specifically doing this. And of course, the implicit thing is to frame Palestine as inherently associated with terrorism and then Israel inherently as the oppressed and the ones who are being attacked, whereas like the complete opposite are true. Like there is a current genocide happening 
And right now we're seeing, you know, across mainstream media platforms, how the language of terrorism is used to essentially invert power because it's only ever used for violence that is not committed by state actors. So therefore, anything that Palestine does, even though it pales in comparison to the numbers, and regardless of if Palestinians in general like agree with those things, they're all seen as acceptable casualties and collateral damage and collateral damage and constantly like using this rhetoric that they're human shields where like because all of Palestine is associated with Hamas therefore no matter what if any Palestinian person is killed they are always a human shield because there is no place within Palestine that is like safe but and you're going to be shot if you leave and now of course they're slowly being starved out water is cut off electricity is cut off and being bombed systemically and so we can see how those inversions of power are used to basically prop up colonial and imperial powers as the oppressed to make the oppressed people who are retaliating in some way as the inherent aggressors, as the people who are committing the true horrors. And so I personally am like very committed to nonviolence as an individual, but I recognize that the way that power operates, if you support colonial and imperialist powers, which commit the vast majority of violence, and you are always condemning any violence that happens resisting those powers, then all you are doing is siding with the status quo and with your own stability and privilege. Yeah, and it fucking sucks to see mm-hmm. the both sidisms. Like it seems like everyone is doing like at best a both sidism where it's like, wow, it's so sad what's happening on both sides, so terrible, or just straight up trying to portray Palestine as the aggressors. As the deserving aggressors too. As the deserving aggressors. And as time goes by, that becomes more and more obviously ridiculous. It's very disgusting to watch. You know, we can get back to Mia Khalifa, but we just thought that we had a responsibility having any sort of platform to just talk about what's happening right now. Yeah. And again, the example with Mia Khalifa, it's just a sort of small, like, sliver we feel like we can address that's symptomatic of the larger problems at stake. So I also want to talk more about the sexist backlash. So... Of course, she was accused of hate speech, and we read the tweets, the ones that were described as obscene and disgusting. And then another response was like a sort of glee that, oh, just drop her like in the strip and see what happens to her, like because she's just going to be stoned and killed because of her status as a sex worker. <laughs> so this projection of a type of hyper religious hypersexual arab people it just felt very orientalist and very archaic i just think it's worth mentioning that a lot of the more conservative values we should probably take some responsibility for them because they're connected to generations of colonialism like democracy is actively suppressed and so like we see again a lot of news sites decrying queer people that are standing in solidarity 
with Palestine who failed to acknowledge the extent to which homophobic sentiment like is a result of British imperialism and again the suppression of any form of democracy any form of human rights and always the super fucking white idea that like places that like have homophobic policies like oh Palestine would want you killed or like Palestine doesn't even allow gay marriage but it's Mm -hmm. like do you not think that like fucking gay people live in like of course they do and like the pink washing of Israel which is a very homophobic state Mm -hmm. because there's these small things that like the privileged citizens amongst us can access that therefore the people marginalized by their association with this country who face all of this manifold oppression, like, just fuck them, I guess. Like, if you actually give a shit about queer and trans people, you need to be standing with Palestinian queer and trans people who are out there and they're talking. Mm -hmm. It also allows us to ignore the homophobia, transphobia, whorephobia, misogyny like in the states mm-hmm. as though those things aren't super rampant as though like we didn't just lose the right to choose as though like we ha- have all of these like bathroom bans that are rolling out like as though there isn't also a genocide against trans children <laughs> happening in the states yeah like i'm not comfortable driving through a lot of the country right now because of the possibility of having to like stop and use the bathroom <laughs> in some areas and that like is obviously so so much worse for you know like queer people of color trans people of color like Mm -hmm. it's so fucked we're obsessed with these savior narratives that are i think wound up in our identity as settlers on settled land Mm -hmm. so there's this project called queering the map where people leave little memories or little like writings and it says where the person is that wrote it from And someone posted a screenshot of this one from Gaza, and it's just heartbreaking, and I thought I'd read it. I don't know how long I will live, so I just want this to be my memory here before I die. I am not going to leave my home, come what may. My biggest regret is not kissing this one guy. He died two days back. We had told how much we like each other, and I was too shy to kiss last time. He died in the bombing. I think a big part of me died too, and soon I will be dead. To Eunice, I will kiss you in heaven. Wow. Yeah. I also have one final thing to read like before we end, but it's... Oh, yeah, we need to talk about Pornhub. (laughs) (laughs) The misinformation. Something that, again, this small case... It's like small thing we've decided to zero in on is just indicative of the much larger issues happening is the misinformation and the impossibility of finding good sources because it doesn't feel like there's anyone that we can trust. Like the people that are supposed to be telling us the truth have been lying to us for a long time. And I know that sounds like very tinfoil hat, (laughs) but we have Biden spreading the same unsubstantiated hyper sensationalized accounts of what is happening like blood libel (laughs) yes like the account of the beheaded babies we don't know if any of the images that are being sent around are accurate or not like some of them are from years prior some of them are from video games some of them are from syria like yeah there's this really handy 
Hannah Arendt quote that I've been thinking about. I don't know if she's the best to talk about colonialism, but yeah. I think that she's an interesting one, actually. Just, I mean, she's not perfect. I mean, duh, she's not perfect. She's terrible for a lot of different reasons, but she's really, really interesting when we think about her relationship to like critiques of totalitarianism and also her relationship with Israel. So I think that that makes her pertinent as a foil, as a critique for what's happening now. Mm-hmm. So this is from The Origins of Totalitarianism. In an ever-changing, incomprehensible world, the masses had reached the point where they would, at any time, believe everything and nothing, think that everything was possible, and that nothing was true. Mass propaganda discovered that its audience was ready at all times to believe the worst, no matter how absurd, and did not particularly object to being deceived because it held every statement to be a lie anyhow. The totalitarian mass leaders based their propaganda on that correct psychological assumption that, under such conditions, one could make people believe the most fantastic statements one day and trust that if the next day they were given irrefutable proof of their falsehood, they would take refuge in cynicism. Instead of deserting the leaders who had lied to them, they would protest that they had known all along that the statement was a lie and would admire the leaders for their superior tactical cleverness. And so with all of the false news, especially the one that sensationalizes the violence of Hamas, that quote just felt really pertinent because that feels like it's the tactic and tactic feels like the right word there. Yeah. So like one of the reasons that we decided to make an episode about this (laughs) is because this weird, we found later was a right wing source, made this claim that Pornhub had fired Mia Khalifa for the tweets as well after Playboy cut the contract. But on top of that was donating all of the proceeds for her porn that is still on Pornhub to Israel. And those tweets are still up. And now there's like a few articles that are like unsourced (laughs) that Mm -hmm. also make those claims now that have popped up. But as far as we can tell, it's completely made up. But the wild thing is how believable it was and how many just horrific people are celebrating it. Like it came from a right wing source and it was like celebrating, you know, fuck this bitch who dares criticize Israel and also like fuck her for making porn for making porn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just saying all of the worst things imaginable. And so it's been horrible to watch that play out. Mm-hmm. Um But the celebration of something that would have been just a total violation, given that she lost her platform and lost a significant amount of income from being outspoken. And then Mm -hmm. the fact that there was this myth that was constructed and people were just reveling in it, like reveling in the idea of the whorephobia there of like, how dare this woman speak her mind? Like she needs to be punished for not speaking her mind correctly. Like she like spoke out of turn. What she did was obscene. What she said was obscene better just disempower her and again just is a total little micro sliver into the much larger issues at stake here absolutely and the constant demand you know that like all palestinian people or anyone that is critical of israel in any way has to like decry the actions of hamas the way that power works is that like israel as the oppressive state as the apartheid state is creating the conditions from which Hamas arises. And so just that like complete absence of understanding, like 
how violence and power are intertwined. You can be opposed to violence. You can want violence to not happen. But if you are equating the violence of the state that is keeping people in an open air prison to like the small spurts of violence that like desperate people are doing because they've been put in a desperate situation that yeah that desperate people are fucking doing as they're being slowly genocided over generations like to get rid of violence you need to get rid of the conditions from which the violence exists Mm -hmm. so the last thing that i would just like to read is so this is by trans jewish socialist leslie feinberg and so that's the writer of stone butch blues This is an address to the first public conference of Oswat, Palestinian gay women in Haifa in 2007. It may seem that the colonial occupation of Palestine could last forever, but it will not. With the intifada and world support, it will end, as surely as apartheid in South Africa was ended by the long struggle of the Black people of South Africa who took up arms for liberation, and those of us who fought alongside in solidarity, including for divestment. I am with you in your struggle. I respect and defend your right to self-determination. I will fight alongside you for every right, for full civil rights within the 1948 borders, for transportation between the villages of the Triangle, for an immediate end to the economic embargo against the Palestinian people as collective punishment for electing their own government representative, for an end to the siege of the West Bank and Gaza at your side. Today we see how the imperialists, the U.S. to Israelis, use the experiences of women, of gays, of transgenders as pretext for imperialist war, The white supremacist ideology replaces the colonial claim of bringing civilization into imperialist claims that they are bringing democracy, but Washington and Tel Aviv have brought ruthless reactionary occupations to the Middle East. Today, the U.S. has made anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-woman rape and humiliation part of its science of torture and repression from the U.S. torture camp in imperialist occupied Guantanamo, Cuba, to Abu Ghraib. Sometimes people say something is an honor, but they don't mean it. I really do mean it. History has woven our destinies. I was born into a Jewish family of factory workers one year after Al-Nakba. I am with Palestinian liberation with every breath in my body, every muscle, and every sinew. History will recall what an important development took place here. From the Crusades to the 1948 Zionist occupation of Palestine, colonialism and imperialism have brutally imposed economic, military, and cultural domination. The British mandate brought anti-sodomy laws to Palestine, a legacy the Israeli occupation kept. The French mandate brought anti-sodomy laws to Lebanon. That's what Helam is fighting. And I will be with you on the day when we tear down the colonial garrison state of Israel and Palestine is free from this racist, theocratic, apartheid, imperialist occupation. The day when all those who planted the olive trees will taste the fruit of freedom. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Long live Palestinian Aswat. So that's it for today. We're planning on getting out a Halloween episode to you very soon about disability 
and then getting back to our Sexuality Beyond Consent series. But thank you all for being so patient with us. If you would like to continue or to help support the show, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash drunkchurch. Signing up gets you access to our past episodes and exclusive writing and a Discord server (laughs) that we're still learning how to use. And yeah, we couldn't do this without you. And thank you so much for being here with us. God bless and free Palestine. God bless and free Palestine. Bless you for being an angel Just when it seemed that heaven was not for me Bless you for building a new Just when my old dream crumbled so helplessly In that vine-covered chapel on the hill Your face was a hymn that lingers still So bless you, my darling, my angel. Heaven is mine and life is divine with you. Bless you, darling, for being an angel. Just when it seemed that heaven was not for me. Bless you for building a new dream just when my old dream crumbled so helplessly. In that vine-covered chapel on the hill Your face was a hymn that lingers still So bless you, my darling, my angel Heaven is mine, and